Hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas, and time for another Texas Homegrown Music. My guest today is all the way from Indiana. His name is Matthew Thomas, but he was here last year for the Wildflower Al Johnson Singer-Songwriter Contest, of which I'm involved in. He was the big winner, and as a winner, he won $1,000 in a two-day recording session with my good friend Paul Osborne over there at Audio Dallas, which happened to be where The Red-Headed Stranger was recorded. So we'll come back with Matthew Thomas, a couple new songs he has, and also the one that he won the contest with. But before I do, I'm going to do a song with my friend John Christopher Davis called When Something's Wrong With My Baby. I'm going to sing this for all you lovebirds out there. Valentine's is coming up. I hope you haven't forgotten. And we're doing a show together, as a matter of fact, on February 10th. If you're interested, you can find it online. It's called Love the One You're With. But we'll be right back right now with Matthew Thomas on Texas Homegrown Music right here. Stay tuned. Something is wrong with my baby. Something's wrong with me. And if I know she's worried, then I would feel that. Got a pro- 
Well, here we are back on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest today, Matthew Thomas. Matthew, welcome to the show. How's it going, Maley? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, great last name, by the way. <laughs> well, little known fact, it's actually my middle name because I my last so. name is hard to so. pronounce. Yep. So I kind of got that impression, but that's cool too. I have a son with the set with a middle name, so I had Great to keep name. my had to keep it going there in my household since you know how it works here in the United States where most women take the men's last name. I just um, I hyphenated it. <laughs> I love it. So um, Matthew, I've already told people on the intro how I met you, being the winner of the Al Johnson Songwriter Contest at the Wildflower Festival, which has been going on for several years, and um, it's just such a great way for us to be able to hear what's going on in the singer-songwriter category in our region. Um, I know there were people there from all over. Tell me about this experience for you, what it meant, and also what brought you into music in the first place. Um, you're, I'm a newbie to you, so just pretend like we've never met, which actually, you know, we haven't, we, we met at the contest, but not technically because, you know, I was, I was a judge and you were on stage, but let, hit me with some uh, really cool, long elevator pitch of who Matthew Thomas is and what brought him to music and to the songwriting contest. Yeah, I love that. The long elevator pitch. Um, so my journey to Wildflower Festival last year was um, kind of just an accident. It felt like I sort of stumbled onto the contest online and wasn't even sure if I wanted to enter just because it was in Dallas and I live in Indianapolis. And so um, to be honest, I had sort of forgotten about the whole deal until I got an email saying that I had made it through. And so we made arrangements to go down, my wife and I, uh, she plays piano, and so she was able to come with me. And the whole experience, mainly from beginning to end, was just so affirming and encouraging. And I think um, it is easy to kind of get locked into your own world in your bedroom and like what you're trying to do as an artist that you forget how many other great people are out there trying to do the same thing. So I think even just for me as a person, it was really life-giving to be around other artists, other songwriters, people that are excited to hear new music. And um, so results aside, I think we just enjoyed being able to surround ourselves with um, some other really great artists in the community. And um, I grew up in a musical family. Uh, my mom sang in church growing up. My dad played bass in his high school jazz band and my brother plays drums. So Wow. Yeah, I felt like I didn't really have a choice, um, but I music has just been a big part of my life for a long time, and so I had left my job, my full-time job, uh, without really a, a plan B last summer, which I would not advise, um, but it, <laughs> it was what I felt like I had to do, and one of the first things that was sort of in front of me was the festival and the Al Johnson songwriter competition at Wildflower uh, last year. And so it was actually really therapeutic to, on the heels of ending this big chapter of my life, to turn the corner and to have this opportunity to get to share and perform uh, some songs that I care deeply about. And um, yeah, I couldn't have written it up any better, to be honest. 
So, um, so what what did you guys think about? Is it your first time to Texas, or tell me about you know what Texas means to you musically and how you know this just the trip down here? Yeah, so I've been to Dallas a couple times, not for any uh, extended amount of time. Um, actually, done an internship in Houston when I was in college. Um, outside of that, to be honest, I haven't had a ton of uh, interaction in the Lone Star State, but I can say now, selfishly, that um, I feel like I have uh, just an affinity after Absolutely. being there Wildflower last year that wasn't there before. And um, so I, I look forward to, um, to coming back. Wow, absolutely. Well, so tell me, what do you what uh, what do you do? You you quit your 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 day gig, I'm going to assume, um, to pursue music full time. Is that was that your goal? Yeah, I think that was part of it. Um, you know, I, I heard someone say the other day that um, we are betrayed by destinations, and that um, the essence of life is really in the journey. And so, I know that sounds really inspiring but for me um i've always been curious to pursue um my own music and just kind of see where that leads but i never really had uh the the confidence or the time or um really the clarity to kind of take that that risk and it's always going to be a risk no matter what and so um because of my full-time job i just never really had margin and uh just time to really pursue it. Um, people that are artists and musicians these days, you know, there is so much that you can do. I think it's easy to get distracted, um, to try to do and be everything all at once. Um, so I, part of what I do now is I actually work with a custom songwriting company called Songfinch. Yeah, and I'm so, very familiar with them. I've had several artists on that do that. Tell tell our audience about that because it's a very interesting platform and um, and very engaging with uh, with you know with people and that could easily be lifelong fans. Absolutely, yeah. I've had people that have reached out after I've done a song for them, and we kind of create this cool connection. Um, essentially, any milestone moment that you can think of, whether it's an anniversary, a birthday. A wedding we got Valentine's Day that's coming up um, or just because essentially people share their story with me and include details that they want covered in the song and then I'll do my best to sort of retell that story musically record it capture it and then send it back and to be honest with you Maylee it's probably one of the coolest things that I've been able to be a part of because um, I'm like connected in these really important details of someone's life that I probably will never meet. And so the platform itself is really special in that way. So, and how did you find out about it? Did some another artist tell you about it? Or did you find it online? I'm always interested in how this happens. Yeah, I attended a music maker's boot camp uh, through a company called Full Circle Music down in Franklin, Tennessee last year. And a buddy of mine essentially mentioned Songfinch as just a way to um, continue to stay fresh as a songwriter, but also make a little bit of money too. And so he mentioned it and I applied and the rest is history. Um, and um, just out of curiosity, do you have any favorites that you've done or do can you think of something that, you know, that 
some stories that really hit hit home and would let people realize that this is a, a really cool thing to do and and how um you know it's a special thing to have a song written about you i don't i yet to write a song about my husband and we've been together for 31 years playing music and i mean that's really not true i wrote a song called crazy is what i need but um just just the idea of having a song written for you um is pretty special Tell, tell me, tell me if you, you know, some highlights yeah. of, of having that service and what you've done. So I'd say two of the most memorable song moments, uh, requests that I've gotten that stand out. I'll give you a sort of a warm, fuzzy one and then more of a sobering kind of emotional one. But um, there was a guy that reached out and essentially was sharing uh, kind of the details of how him and his fiance met. Actually, no. They weren't married at this point. This song was for his proposal. Oh, wow. So, okay. so you have to imagine, like, I don't know these people at all, and he's trusting me to, like, not screw it up. And so you kind of sit up a little bit straighter, you know, and take the the, the writing process um, just a little bit more seriously. Serious? He actually, yeah. Yeah. He, he found me online and messaged me and, and said that, um, that they loved it, and she said yes, which was the most important part. Um and then there was one that I got to write for a family of like three generations. They had this uh, patriarch, their their grandfather, I think a great grandfather that had passed away. And so his grandson had commissioned me to write a song essentially about his uh, grandfather and then just the story of their whole family. Um, and so uh, I actually had a my last remaining grandparent just recently pass away. And so I was just kind of already in that emotional yeah. head and heart space. And so I sort of allowed my own feelings to sort of... Channel um, through. Absolutely. And so uh, a few tears were shed in that process. But um, again, they reached back out to me afterwards and just said that it was really appreciated. And so... Um, it's a it's a pretty powerful thing. Well, that's be a, a beautiful thing that you're able to give to someone that's lasting forever. And I had this conversation with a friend the other day about how, as a musician, when you write music, um, even bef- when you're gone, it's it's here and and can be you know enjoyed and you can be remembered through it. So it's a very beautiful thing that we're doing when we th- throw that out in the universe. Um, I would like to talk about this first things first song that that one. You um, the 2022 Al Johnson Wallflower Songwriting Contest. Tell me the impetus behind that song. Yeah, so I actually wrote the song after the competition happened, and there was a different one that I had submitted. Oh, that's right. That got... You won with the song called uh, "Cancelled." Yep, yep. So there's there's lots of songs flying around, honestly. And um, the name of the game, I think, for most artists these days is just to release as much material as possible and to to make sure that it's good, but not wait until it's perfect. Well, um, speaking of releasing it, you just released this song, First Things First, and yep. um, and we are going to play it, but give me a little background on it. Yeah, so I wrote this song last summer after I had quit my job, and to be honest, I just felt kind of overwhelmed by like the sort of self-promotional world that a lot of artists and musicians wrestle with like if you believe in what you do you have to put yourself out there and you you understand this um but it just it sort of consumed me in like an unhealthy way and just became a part of my identity 
Um, you know, I was putting people that I cared about in my life kind of on the back burner. You know, my wife would get my my leftovers. And um, so I think really the song was born out of this desire to keep the main thing the main thing and to just love the people that are in front of me and to trust that if I'm doing that, my life is naturally going to be more full and um, the things that I do and the things that I create are going to flow from a place of of health and um, life versus just trying to chase after this idea of success that probably doesn't even exist. And so more than anything, it was just a reminder to myself. Well, here's the thing, you know, you've already, you've already become a success, Matthew, because you're playing out, you're getting your music heard by people, um, you're recording, you're writing, you're doing things that a lot of people um, dream about and, you know, don't ever achieve. So don't ever say that, you know, you, you, that you're not going to achieve success. The success is in your mind and in your heart and you've already succeeded. So well, I'm going to play the song First Things First and we come back. I want to expound a little bit more on um, what it's like as a musician, the daily um, things that you have to deal with, and also what it's like these days with being a self-promoter, because indie artists are huge. Uh, years ago, you know, before we had all this social media and the access of being able to see and hear music at the touch of a button, uh, wasn't there. And it was a different, whole different, um, you know, path to playing music than it is now. And it, there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages. And I'd love to talk to you about it and get your take on it. But before we do, I'm going to play First Things First with my guest, Matthew Thomas, the winner of the Al Johnson's Wallflower Songwriters Contest. And when we come back, we're going to talk to him about what his journey looks like from here and also about his journey back to Texas for the Wildflower Festival again in 2023. You're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas, and we'll be right back.
We're back with Matthew Thomas, and we're talking about what it's like as a musician full-time. Um, he's just started this new journey this past year, and um, I'm just interested in knowing, especially knowing, too, that you have a wife that's also uh, musical. Yeah, honestly, I think that's been a huge part of why this journey has felt so connected to my life overall. Um, because my wife is musical, um, in addition to having <laughs> written a couple songs about her, uh, she's played piano on some of my songs she's sang. So slowly but surely, I keep trying to pull her out of her comfort zone. And she pretends to be reluctant, but I think secretly she really does love it. Um, but that's not always the case for for every musician or every artist to have their spouse uh, be so like understanding of that world. And so... Um, I'm just grateful that that's a lens that we share and it's made it easier for me to to pursue some of these things um, just from a place of mutual kind of vision together. Oh, absolutely. Well, I can tell you, um, having a band for three decades with a plethora of uh, musicians in and out and um, spouses that we've had to deal with, that it is really, really important for you to have that support because it can um, drag you down if you don't. And it yep. can, um, it can, you know, can annihilate your um, whole musical life if you don't have that, you know, obviously. Sounds like your wife is a big um, supporter and fan, and that's huge. Yeah, it is. So um, tell me, what is your day-to-day -day like, Matthew, now that um, you're pursuing this full-time? And where do you see yourself um, needing to improve? And what? It, how do you feel about this whole pressure of the social medium where, you know, you feel the stress of having to put content out there all the time? And yet, um, you know, there's a bit of anonymity that I enjoy. Um, so... <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to how to go through it all, and I've been doing this for a long time. I, I'm always interested in knowing how other musicians feel about it. You know, a lot of it for me, when it comes to presenting myself online, comes down to connectedness and like being at peace with myself. So, last year there was a period of a few months where I just felt like I forgot who I was and I lost the clarity of like why I do what I do to connect with people, to share things that I've gone through in the hopes that it resonates with somebody else, right? And um, I just lost sight of some of those things. And so, of course, like sharing content from a place of um, confusion or misalignment as like a person definitely is going to feel like work when you are trying to be somebody uh or like compare yourself to somebody else constantly, like that's just a never ending cycle. And so this year um, sort of reset a new cycle of releasing music for me. Um, I released an EP that canceled is off of back in 2021 called Mustangs and Thoroughbreds Volume One. So what I want to do this year is release volume two, but just do it in stages and kind of release one song at a time. Um, so I can get more mileage out of these songs. And there's still so much that I'm learning mainly about um, how to be intentional with like technology and creativity, but like to not lose your soul in the process, which is just really hard sometimes. Um, and But I think now because I've slowed down a little bit personally and I've made sure that I'm like just talking to people like a regular human being, 
versus talking to them like somebody that I'm not. Um, it is a strange thing to sort of get out of your own way. But I would just, I would encourage anybody, like, the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's not going to feel super comfortable right away, especially if you're an introvert. And I, I like to call myself an extroverted introvert. Um, but if it's what is in your heart, like, and you know it's the one thing you can't not do, it's just going to keep chasing you and chasing you. And so figure out a way to do it that it's a healthy pace and you're not killing yourself and the rest of it will come. It might just take time. Still enjoy it. So um, I'm, I'm curious, Mustangs and Thoroughbreds, so tell me, where does that come from? Are you a horse lover? Have you, you know, <laughs> did you grow up on a ranch? Sounds like something that needs to come out of Texas for sure. And I know you're in Indiana. That's so funny you say that because I actually had people ask me if there was a sort of a, a horse affinity when I was in Dallas uh, last year for Wildflower, but I don't not like horses. Um, and I, the idea actually came from a trip that I took down to uh, Louisville. Uh, this would have been spring of 2021. And um, I started just brainstorming like uh, different concepts and different ideas um, that felt inspiring to me. And as you know, there's Churchill Downs, which is like the infamous horse racetrack in uh, Kentucky. And I just started thinking like, if thoroughbreds are these horses that are bred from birth for a specific purpose to just do one thing, to win one race, and there's like this goal of perfection, Mustangs are horses that are like out in the wild and they're free to roam and they're kind of like rough around the edges. I feel like that's just a good, for me anyway, I feel like a good picture of like us as humans. Like we all have this goal that we're aiming for, but then there's like reality and where we're at. And so all of life is trying to bridge that gap. And we might not totally get there, but for me, these songs are all born out of that tension and that sort of gap between who I am and who I want to be. I love that. I, and, 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 you know, having you explain it to me in that light, I do understand it because I, my husband and I lived on a ranch for several years with horses and, um, there's nothing more beautiful to me than waking up in the morning and going out and, um, experiencing that. But I do understand the, you know, the likeness between the Mustang being wild and free, which is totally what I am. And then yep. <laughs> it's almost like my husband and I's marriage, you know, he's the thoroughbred <laughs> and I'm the Mustang, but, um, the fire that we, that we bring to one another because of that, um, connection is pretty, pretty amazing. So um, when did you start writing? When did you know that you had this gift? And did, were you a student that used to write stories? Did you um, did you find this um, just because you felt like you had to, to have material? Tell me about that. So I probably wrote my first song when I was in middle school. Wow. I started playing, started playing guitar when I was 11. And I grew up playing in church, and that was a big part of how I got my just opportunity at a young age to learn and grow musically, vocally. And um, I just started writing songs that felt like they had a home outside of the four walls of, of a church or a, a faith organization. And so for me, it was just kind of like journaling, you know, but with music and I've learned to, um, to not self-edit myself as much and just let whatever comes out come out. And so I think 
selfishly, a lot of it for me has just been therapy. Like music has been therapy for me over the years. Even if it's a song that never sees the light of day, maybe it makes me feel or think something that I needed in that moment. And so, um, yeah, just having lots of uh, musical environments around me growing up, um, writing my own music was always a thing, but it just never took center stage until I had more time to pursue it last year. Which is what you did for yourself where you pulled the plug on the day gig and said, this is it, sink or swim. Um, yep. I got to do this now. And um, there's something sobering about that when you wake up and you realize, okay, my paycheck is only going to be here if I get up and do something with my craft and my creativity. Yeah. Whereas most people, um, their creative side is what they pay to do. And, you know, they, it's, it's you know, music was a hobby for so many people and um, extracurricular. And when you cite it as the income base, um, it's a little bit scary, but it's also, um, it, it can be a, a nice little launching pad for, you know, you to look at it. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about fault lines. Um, t tell us what, how you came up with that, what it means to you. I know it means something different to everyone that listens to it, but but tell me what it means to you as, as the writer. Yeah, so I was actually just looking over the lyrics before we jumped on here today, but it was one of those songs that was really more of a musical journal to me, and I didn't really have any plans of releasing it, to be honest. And um, I shared it with my wife, who she hears my songs all the time, and so she's very um, uh, encouraging, but very honest, and I, she's kind of my BS meter, you know? And there you so go. Um, We all need that. She, we do, we do. So she's a good filter for me, but I played her this song, and she said it just like stopped her in her tracks. And I think part of it was there were some things that we went through personally um, this past year, in addition to me um, leaving my, my job, that were um, really challenging. And so fault lines are like sort of these preemptive like cracks in the foundation that sort of happen before... They're, they're sort of like the beginnings of an earthquake, right? And mm -hmm. so there are these places in the foundation that are just less firm. And it felt like there were places in our lives where the rug was just being pulled out from under us. Um, some of it was self-inflicted. Some of it we couldn't control. But the first verse just says, I'm tired of fault lines giving way beneath my feet. What feels like a surprise has been years in the making. And so um, I think it was just more of a, cathartic like reflection on like man this <laughs> this kind of sucks and it's really hard um but ultimately like we only grow when we're stretched and when we're uncomfortable and mm -hmm. i try to see those disruptions in my life as an opportunity to just be better and to learn and so that's kind of what this song was well I, it's a beautiful song and i'm so glad that you're allowing me to play it even before you drop it to the world so you guys get to hear it first right here on texas homegrown music and we're going to play it right now fault lines by my guest matthew thomas and we come back we're going to talk about that journey to wildflower festival and maybe some of you listening right now would like to enter into the contest i'd like to we'll talk about how um you know what that feels like and what it's like to do it and hopefully talk you into doing it because I'm a big believer in just stepping outside of that comfort zone and getting your music out there and heard. So we'll be right back right here on Texas Homegrown Music. But here we go with Fault Lines by Matthew Thomas. Matthew Thomas. 
tired of fault lines Giving way beneath my feet What feels like a surprise Has been years in the making No, I'm not complaining Just asking God if he's listening Are you listening? So who am I fooling? Keeping everything inside The lack of congruence Is almost eating me alive Cause I gotta let go To let what's broken be washed clean Would you wash me? Cause there's what you wanted, what you need And I keep falling for gravity But there's a promise to mystery More than sparrows and lilies More than sparrows and lilies Maybe the answers we're so desperate to find are found in the questions we're so quick to hide behind. And the only finger that I'm pointing points back at me, right back at me. Cause there's what you want. back and we've been talking to Matthew Thomas about his um win at the Wildflower Festival last year where I at where I actually was a judge and I had a little bit of input on it and I'm just so happy to know that um you did win of course I found that out that day and that I got to have you on my show but there also you've been invited to come back which of course they should do that and have you come back but tell me about the 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 first journey here, what it took for you to, to you know, go online and do this, because I know there's a lot of people out there listening right now that have written songs and, you know, they're just kind of hesitant to put themselves out there. And I'd really like to give you an idea of what it's like and, and talk them into getting out of that comfort zone of not going forward with some of these contests. Yeah, I think the fear of failure definitely keeps a lot of people from putting themselves out there. I know I have experienced that. Um, but that said, 
if you believe in what you're doing, what you're making, why you're doing it, then what are you, what's the alternative, right? And so I would just get real, real creative and, and search, like there are so many opportunities out there, whether it's a songwriting competition or, um, you know, an opportunity to play at a festival, you kind of just have to get comfortable trying and opting into as many things as possible until something sticks. And um, a lot of times it is, you know, James Taylor, the original JT, he talks about following the breadcrumbs and in your like journey as a musician. And it's the thing that leads to the thing that leads to the thing. And so just don't, don't be afraid of that one thing, even if it feels risky. Um, for me, I didn't know what song to submit. I, who knows if I had submitted a different song, maybe we wouldn't be talking right now. Um, but I just, as, as cliche as it sounds, I would say just go with your gut and that will naturally take you to the places where people are going to resonate with you because you're being sincere about who you are. Well, you know, here's the, here's the good news about where we're at on, um, you know, on, on our phones and all these um, programs that we have at our fingertips. It's so much easier now. You can literally, um, you know, set your phone up to record you doing a song and submit it to all of these contests. Whereas years ago, you had to go into a studio and you had to pay for it. And, you know, it was a completely different gig. And probably why it makes um, sense to have so many of these contests out there that people can um, submit to, because it is easy to submit. Um, but it's that initial step of putting your music out there for crit critique. And a lot of us have a problem with that. And I get it. Um, you know, it's almost like it's okay for me to say something, but I don't want somebody else to, to recognize it. You know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, we, we, we're, yeah. just, we're, we're so funny about that. But I love that you did that. I'm so happy that you're going to be coming back. And I look forward to seeing you again um, in, I believe it's in May, right? Yeah, I think it's the second to last weekend in May, so I'll be there on Saturday, May 20th. Well, I'll be there, I'm sure, and I look forward to seeing you and giving you a hug and your wife as well. I hope she'll return with you as well. Yep, yep. And, um, and enjoy this journey through music that you're on. And Matthew, thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate it so much. And for all of you that are listening, make sure that you come to the Wildflower Festival again this year. It's such an incredible, unique festival with all kinds of music and art and um, just, you know, you can you can buy a potted plant and you can listen to a fantastic singer and you can um, enjoy the great food all in one place. And it's just a great, great festival in Richardson that I enjoy every year. And I'm so happy to be a part of it and so glad that you'll be back again, Matthew. So we're going to play that song, that winning song called Cancelled. So be sure and check out his music. Like he said, he's got um, Mustangs and Thoroughbreds out there as an EP. He just dropped his First Things First uh, single. And then um, pretty soon he's going to be um, releasing Fault Lines. And we're going to have him back on the show when you get that second record done. And I'm going to have to wrangle you into Texas, dude. We got to have you. <laughs> we got to have you down here for more than just the Wildflower Festival. So we'll be right that back great. on Texas Homegrown Music. But right now, Matthew Thomas and the song is called Cancelled.
We try to block the noises out Surround ourselves with what we know The second someone calls us out We poke a million different holes do thank you guys for hanging with me on today's show with my guest Matthew Thomas the winner of last year's um, Al Johnson Wildflower Festival Singer Songwriter Contest and if you're a singer songwriter and would like to submit I encourage you to do it this is a really cool contest 
You need to apply by March 3rd. Um, the first 200 entries will be selected from, and there's $20 per entry fee, two songs. Each song needs to include an instrument, one voice, and no harmonies. Uh, Ten finalists are selected and notified by April 21st, and each finalist will receive an invite to perform at the festival, which is a really cool one, by the way. On Saturday, May the 20th, you'll get a two-night hotel stay with festival tickets and additional set on Sunday at the festival on an adjacent festival stage. So the prizes include first place, $1,000 cash, and two-day recording package at Audio Dallas Recording with my friend Paul Osborne. You'll love him. Runner-up will get a $500 cash prize, and there's a People's Choice Award with a $500 cash prize. So you guys, be sure to submit. I encourage you to do it. And I got to say goodbye to you now. Don't forget, Valentine's Day is coming up. Do something special for the ones that you love. And uh, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening, especially my supporters, which are Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law for making this possible every week. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And we'll see you next time right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Sugar baby, you used to call me honey pie. Today you called without explaining, called me up to say goodbye. Remember once upon a time, was mine was yours and yours was mine. We shared a home, a life, a dream. Tonight you'll come and get your.